Hi, everyone. We're going to get started now. Thank you so much for coming out and braving the uh, very wintry weather. Welcome, everyone, to Fashion Talks, the podcast about observing the world through the lens of fashion. I'm your host, Donna Bishop, and we're live today at Toronto Fashion Week. Yay, you can make noise. Woo! <laughs> And I'm joined today by David Dixon, and we are going to be talking about his fantastic runway collection that debuted at the Royal Ontario Museum last night here in Toronto. Uh, David is no stranger to the Toronto fashion scene. He's been a, a fixture here since he began his label in 1999 and has been an important person in terms of our industry. And I'm just so excited to talk to you about this new collection. Thank you very much. Hello. How do I turn David's mic seems to have a bit of trouble. Am I not talking loud? Oh, there we are. I'm, Yay. Is it working? Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Well, hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. Um, so, we're going to, so you had this amazing collection last night at the Royal Ontario Museum, and we have some images that are larger than life behind us here. Can you tell us a little bit about it? I know it's called Bubble, yes. and it's got a very unique source of inspiration behind it. Well, it's actually pronounced booble. Ooh, my bad, booble, sorry. Um, so uh, late, uh, well, last year, um, Osteoporosis Canada approached me um, to work, collaborate with them in terms of getting an initiative off the ground in terms of an awareness program. And, uh, we, and they wanted to do something in fashion because fashion gets a lot of attention. Um, a lot of people look to it. They, they talk about it. We, the lights are on it. Um, so it was a way to try to get the, what they're doing in terms of um, the, uh, what the, the osteo is doing and trying to translate it into getting to a, a, lot, a larger audience. So when we had the meeting, I said, yeah, let's do this. And then they said, but you have to work in bubble wrap. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay, okay. that's cool. So, and so. what was bubble wrap to, what was it like to work with as a, as a fabric? And I know it has some symbolism behind it as well. This was not chosen randomly. Uh, no, it wasn't chosen randomly. The reason um, bubble wrap was the fabric of choice um, is because it protects. And so they wanted to really use, it's sort of that universal sign of protecting things. We use it with our fine china, our plates, um, all those things when we move and we pack our stuff. The most delicate things are always packaged in bubble wrap. And this was the first time for me, like actually not using it for that purpose. And so I, I got some samples of the, the, the wrap and started playing with it. And, and what was it like to work with as a, as a new textile? Um, well, after the stress release of being able to <laughs> pop them all the time, which actually has been documented as a stress reliever as well. Um, oh. So about popping, not for the people listening to it necessarily, <laughs> but for the people who actually sit and bump. And so it was actually a dual purpose. Um, but I treated it like a fabric uh, because I didn't want to make it look the collection um, like uh, do-it-yourself home project, you know, that sort of thing. I wanted to bring a fashion element to it and a conversation through fashion because I'm a firm believer that the way we dress, the way we communicate, um, it's a nonverbal communication, the way we dress. We're saying something about ourselves when we put ourselves together in the morning. Absolutely. And people will respond to it. People who, you know, poo-poo, you know, fashion, it's like, well, no, you're actually saying a lot about who you are and what you're thinking and how you're feeling about yourself without saying a word. 
So, and going back to Osteoporosis Canada, the whole idea of working with this material, which actually had a nice drape to it, it was structural, so I was able to really play with it. And we're looking at the, a trench coat here. Yes. And did you think about, like, were the, was the bubble wrap placed in significant areas, or were you thinking more about how it worked with the garment, or was it to reflect a certain part of the body? How did you choose, or what was your thinking when you were interweaving this fabric into, into the designs? Well, I wanted to make it a, a, like a balance where it looks, A, yes, it looks wearable, that was something I wanted, or something that people can envision themselves in. Mm -hmm. But part of the um, sort of the, the process of the, the design process was to strategically place um, the bubble wrap in places where areas of that need protection, whether it was the spine, uh, your hips, your wrists, so areas that break easily. So we wanted to highlight certain part of the body parts so that they were covered. And this is the first time, well, not the first time you've worked with menswear, but you've certainly, you know, not experimented and played with menswear in a while. Was it nice to be working with both genders again or have some sort of fluidity that way on oh, the runway? Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I was like, okay, they want men. And I thought, okay, well, let's dust off those patterns, uh, like my blocks. And we were, like, thinking about in terms of proportions. And it was really fun. I, like, I, I had never, I don't do a lot of go-sees for models. But this was a fun go-see, you know, in terms of actually guys, you know, it's like, oh, we haven't done this in a while. Um, so it was great, you know, selecting the models, because I've been so removed from menswear for such a long time. So it was nice to also being in that practice in terms of, okay, how would I sort of approach this with osteoporosis, with, because they are affected, uh, males are affected as well. Um, how, do, how do I identify and what kind of look do I want to present as menswear? And we've got, I know there's some beautiful women's wear um, images, and we've got one here with this beautiful kind of draped, yeah, isn't it gorgeous with the big sleeves? Uh, I know, applause, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, did you do any specific research for this collection? Like, knowing that it had this strong tie to osteoporosis, was there specific or special kind of details or research that you did to prepare yourself to do this? Oh, definitely. When After um, we had our meeting, uh, that this was a go-ahead and we were going to do this collection, um, I learned a lot about myself as well. Um, so I, I took the quiz. They have a quiz that um, they do. I did it online. Um, I got x-rays done. I got a bone density um, examination very well. committed David well I, I wanted to know the process that people were going through to find out what it was about mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't invasive or anything like that but it was it's, again because I'm in my 40s so and it's one of those things that people really should start testing or asking their doctors in their 30s like just to make sure to be on the safe side because right now we're living in a, uh, a community where oh you know everything's now 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 and they don't think about tomorrow or the down the road so, and for me, I, when I design a collection, I don't design a collection for now. I think about long-term. Right. So it, it sort of tied nicely to what I was doing as a designer also, but with the communication factor, so. And I know something we've talked about in the past is the narrative yes. of a collection. Can you talk a little bit about what the narrative was that you were creating and thinking about? I mean, we only have three images from the collection here, and if people are listening, they can go to uh, bubblefashion.ca and fashiontalks.ca to see images. What's the narrative that was part of your, your thinking for this? 
Well, each season, or every time we do a show, um, uh, and now it's a little less infrequent of me showing my own collection, I like these collaborations of working with people and making the collection, or when we present a collection, a little bit deeper than a hemline or a color. Um, for me, I've gotten to that point where like almost 25 years next year in business, and for me to do a, just a typical runway show about my personal vision isn't as important as connecting with a, a, you know, a, something, a collaboration that makes it even more depth, uh, more depth for me. It gives me also a challenge that I, when we do a presentation, to create a more interesting narrative um, because fashion is a storytelling. Uh, like I've always said that fashion is a language and also the fact that um, when we present a collection, uh, we have to communicate to you. We have to tell a story. Uh, and part of that's the fun part for me because as a kid, I would, didn't speak. You know, I was very, very quiet. I'm the youngest of six with very A-type personality siblings. Um, <laughs> when you're the youngest of six, you're either the loudest or the quietest, I yeah, think. Yeah, no, I'm the quietest. The, the next one up, my brother Glenn, he's the loudest. Um, so in terms of, so for me, communicating visually was my way of speaking and communicating my ideas. And then all of a sudden, I was getting attention, whether it was in kindergarten, because I did a really good picture of a cat, next to making clothing out of bubble wrap for osteoporosis. So it's, a way, it's definitely a way of communication. Something that really struck me when I was watching the designs come down the runway last night was it was a very monochromatic collection in the sense that we didn't see a lot of jewel tones, like it was, you know, blacks and whites. And that made the bubble wrap so, like, it, it shone a light on the bubble wrap, but it still felt like it was very much part of each design because the bubble wrap is used differently each time like in this beautiful piece with the tulip skirt it's used in a very different way were you thinking about color at all or was that a conscious choice to really have the bubble wrap be one of the the heroes of the of the textiles well i sourced out what oh, first thing was like okay what colors does it come in and, and i would have thought no colors and it does I'm actually it does come in colors <laughs> um and i thought well i had to pre-order the black um, so it came in black, clear, pink, and a weird shade of green. And I was like, I'm not going there. Um, so I felt, because I typically when I design my collections period, I use black and ivory as a base. And then I choose a color or two. I mean, typically. Um, but, and, that's, and it just sort of felt right to use those colors because it was like, plus it's, there's no black or white issue with osteoporosis. Like the, you, have to, you have to find out what, and deal with it. So that's kind of why I kept it a neutral color palette. And what is it do you think it is about the language of fashion that makes it so ripe for projects like this to provoke conversations? Is it because it's something we, we literally wear every day? Or what is it about the power that fashion has that way? Um, for me, when we do presentations and we're, we're expressing an idea or a narrative that I want to talk about, um, for me, it's a, a perfect platform. We're getting a bunch of people who are all similar-minded um, different lifestyles, different ethnicities, different, you know, um, cultural backgrounds, but they're all coming here to see the same thing, you know, and so we're able to communicate to a very large audience, and then that trickle effect, um, when somebody puts it on Instagram, we're living in a very different time now, like, when, oh, I, yeah. when I got started, you, you wished you got something in the paper, like, that's, you know, fingers crossed, it was one of the three papers way back when, and now it's, anything that you can do can be it's out there for, for everyone to see. So it's very important to control that narrative. 
and basically you know, be, be on point and make sure that the, the messaging is strong. The other thing that struck me when I was, you know, we can see it in these images, and again when the collection came down the runway, is there was such a magnificent diversity with the models. Oh, thank you. And, and I was thinking that just as osteoporosis is very, you know, widespread in terms of it not being specific to one gender or one age even necessarily, were you thinking of that in the models that you were bringing forth as well, or is that just a commitment to diversity that you kind of feel is so important? Well, uh, people have always said it during my shows that I, I use a diverse group of models, you know, in terms of backgrounds and things like that. For me, it's not necessarily something that I think about. I just want to work with people that I like when I meet them at a casting on over and over again. Yeah. That, that the people that are walking the runway are genuinely great people. Yeah. And they have personalities, they have lives, they're not just coat hangers. And so I have a relationship with a lot of the people who are actually in the show. Oh, that's so cool. And I'll use them for years after and all that. We did, we made a, a subtle thing about casting people, uh, well, especially with men. Jack, the guy, you know, he's a contractor. He just became a model, I think, two years ago. He has and the best hair. He has, <laughs> right? He, he, he shows up in this man bun. And then it's just like, and I have hair envy too. And then it's just like, he does this. And this hair just tossles out, and it's just like, and he was ready to go. It was his first runway show, actually. His first runway show? We wow. had him for the photo shoot, and we thought, let's put him in the show. He had, and he was just so personable as well. And it's nice to have those people backstage, because it really creates a great energy for the show. Well, and because you're telling such a specific story that I'm sure they get invested in as well, like the energy just feels lifted, you know, when, when they're walking because now they're part of this osteoporosis story as well. When you're working on, you know, what I've heard you re refer to as like an exploratory collection like this one because it's going to live as an art installation here at Yorkville Village, but it's not going to be made commercially, obviously. Um, what's that like as a designer? Do you approach it differently? Does it stretch parts of your creative spirit differently? Um, yes, because I'm a commercial designer. I like, I, I make dresses for a living. Um, in, in terms of being able to have these sort of associations and collaborations, it gives me a, a little bit of a, a freedom uh, in terms of being able to experiment and explore with proportion and shape and form and but I don't want to make it to the point where it was costumey because that's not who I am right so and but it did give me a sense of freedom in terms of being able to um, work with something that I've never worked with before and um, create things that are I would never I never ever would have thought like walking through Yorkville Village that I would see my clothes in cases for people to look at as art pieces and I, I never, ever thought that would ever happen because I'm, I'm, I'd rather see someone walking down the street, you know, that gives me a thrill. But I just saw them today and it was just like, oh my God, I'm in like a gallery style thing. It was kind of very overwhelming. Well, it's cool because it takes the notion of fashion as art, which is kind of an age old conversation to this contemporary place of it's through these sorts of partnerships and, and having a place for that art to live, that it's not just living art that we wear every day, it's actually something that you can, you know, stand in front of as if you were in a gallery and think about and, you know, really provoke some of those conversations that, that I know you're hoping this collection will, will bring out. Well, I mean, there, there's always that age-old question, is fashion art? And then when you think about it, the amount of work that goes into each garment 
when we're at this level, you know, Canadian designers and all of that. Um, even from, like, the amount of, uh, the, the, sorry, the attention to detail, the people, there's physical hands touching this, creating it. Um, we stress over little things like the proportion of this, or should it be a quarter of an inch or a half an inch? It is an arcal process. Yeah. And so, yes, it can be manufactured. This became a little bit more, mind you, someone, um, someone said today when they were doing the displays that they wanted to buy one. It's like, where are you going in bubble wrap? <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe they're going to Burning Man. Yes. <laughs> so, it, who knows? Yeah. We're open. Yeah. Uh, but in, but I, the intention was basically to create a conversation. And when somebody, when the whole show was going on, that people really do think about their bodies because uh, part of our jobs as designers is to take the invisible and make it visible. And, um, and in this case, it applies to osteo as well, osteoporosis, because we spend so much time doing this, mm -hmm. you know, healthy skin, nice hair colors, and you know, all that stuff. Yeah, vanity's that we, a powerful motivator, yes. But we don't see what's underneath, you know, like taking care of our bone health and the things that our whole thing is being structured on. We don't see, we don't see our bones. Right. Well, and this image here of this beautiful tulip dress, like the way there's the, on the bodice, the kind of texture with the pleating, it made me think of like skeletal and bone and whatnot. So it's not just the bubble wrap that's being considered. It's not yeah. added as some sort of, you know, thought of, oh, I have to include this. That sort of consideration of bone health, I see through other elements in the designs. Yeah, so in the collection, the actual pieces, like this is to emphasize um, like a rib cage, and on the back of this dress looks like a spine. Um, so for me, that part of that research, because I'm also, I also teach illustration at Seneca College, and the whole idea of being able to illustrate the body, discover the bone structure, um, that became more evident for me in terms of my exploration. And I thought, how do I translate certain pieces that look like parts of the body, um, or, or simulate it? And so in other pieces in the collection that does have those references, subtle. Uh, and and I, I could have easily, you know, if osteoporosis said, okay, go do a collection of bubble wrap, I could have just slapped a bow on a dress and said, yeah. there, you're done. <laughs> it so. might be very Flintstones, but I yeah. suppose you could have done it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, and you are no stranger to partnering with organizations around, around health yes. um, to provoke these other conversations. I know you did first the Know Your Genes campaign for ovarian cancer, and that was working a lot with, with denim. And we have a couple of images from that campaign. Oh, wow. okay. were, were you thinking, like, how have you evolved, if you think of, like, from doing this campaign to the osteoporosis one, did you, were you still thinking about a narrative? Like, I know ovarian cancer is something that's very personal and close to you. Is it, is it just as exciting? Like, is it still cool to kind of help? Is it a coincidence that you're working with health organizations, or has it just sort of evolved that way? Well, I'm asked quite a bit to, to do initiatives, but I have to pick initiatives that I'm passionate about. And, you know, so, uh, you know, when we started off, this was our first uh, mm -hmm. working with Ovarian Cancer Canada with the gene collection, and that was in 2016, I believe. Um, that sort of, it, it sort of woke me up that this messaging and this tool of runway um, really works in terms of how to get a message across. And for me, that kind of fueled me and thought, okay, we, if we're gonna show, maybe we just show with partnerships and collaborations and, and get messaging across, not just my personal vision of what I'm thinking of that season. Because for me, each collection is a sort of a, I, I 
charted as a, a part of a journal. Mm -hmm. So it, it's where I am, what I'm thinking at that time. Um, so it's like a visual journal of my life for the past 20 some odd years. So, you know, when this came about, um, my sister had just passed away the year before. Mm -hmm. And this reignited my fuel to start designing again. And so, because I was sitting on the fence, what do I want to do? I'm not sure. Yeah. And um, this sort of fueled me, and it gave me the, the strength to keep going and creating. What a powerful kind of moment in your career that has led to so many of these other ones. Because I think, you know, there's such a, a wearability to these designs, just like there is to the osteoporosis collection. I mean, bubble wrap aside, but right. there, it, it is not costume, as you're saying. And it's the same with the collection with Women's College Hospital that I know was inspired by a painting. Yes. Correct? Yep. And um, we've so got some images from that as well. So Women's College Hospital um, has a surgeon, one of the most foremost surgeons in the country uh, for breast cancer. And uh, Dr. Semple is also a visual artist of uh, watercolor. So I had to wait I think two months after 24 variations of pictures, like paintings, I had basically I had one day to sort of, it came to me and I thought, okay, I have to design a collection with this. So the collection was derived about um, wrapping, keeping yourself, knowing your body mm -hmm. and getting tested and all those kind of things. Because oftentimes we don't. We don't think of ourselves in a health initiative way. And we, 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 oftentimes it's too late. You know, right. we'll go to the doctor when we have, like, un until we're, like, throwing up and vomiting and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But oftentimes we're not proactive with our own selves. And so these initiatives were to knock, knock, knock. You have, to, you have, you have your body to take care of. Well, especially when there are so many health ailments, and I understand osteoporosis is one of them, where there aren't symptoms necessarily, yeah. right? Like, that's why the testing is so important. Oh, definitely. And it sounds like, like, I'm hearing you talk about you know, the power of doing the collection for Know Your Genes. Like, there's such personal journeys within these for you as well, because you're digging into these, these organizations. Do you, is it, are you learning about yourself? Like, are you getting inspired and learning oh, new totally. things about you as well? Um, for, for designer, we, we, we crave inspiration, you know, or we see things a little bit differently. That's why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, when we create a collection with uh, even deeper narrative, um, becomes a little bit more inspiring, like for, for me, because it takes me out of my box of my normal sort of ways of approach. And uh, it sort of gives me inspiration to research and develop things that I might not have thought of, like skeletons and x-rays and, and all these kind of things, these elements and bubble wrap and all that sort of thing. These are things I might not have necessarily looked to at that moment in time, um, but definitely when it was approached to me, boom, 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 boom. You know, it's like just, just that magic moment where that window opens and freedom's able to fly. Well, and I think it's kind of like a perfect storm of opportunity because we have, you know, your talent as a designer combined with a wonderful organization combined with, as you say, social media and how we're not like crossing our fingers for, you know, a media hit. It like my phone last night was going bang, bing, 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 bing. Like the message can spread so much faster these days that that just kind of adds to what an exciting opportunity it is because I, I would imagine you have some confidence that the message is getting out there. Well, and, and you see it right away, the response. And I'm not a big social media person. Like, I'm still trying, I'm still learning. Um, but it's amazing how many people were talking about osteoporosis last night and hashtagging it and all these kind of things. And then people weren't, weren't talking about that two hours before. You know, so that's the, uh, the amazing part of it. Like, I go back to the ovarian, 
Um, we didn't tell anybody in terms of what we were presenting. Mm -hmm. They just thought we were there coming in for a regular show. Mm -hmm. And then they, the totals were like 40 million impressions on a seven minute show. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know how they calculate all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like, is that, that, that sounds, that sounds high, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, and so, and, and doing these, these initiatives, people aren't, for those moments they're watching a show, but they're also learning and typing the words. So it's actually resonating inside them that this is happening. And so they're talking about it and that's the whole point of it. Yeah. What, what, do, what are you gonna take away from this collection with osteoporosis that you could see sort of maybe translating to your next commercial collection? Because we hope we don't stop commercial collections forever. That would be sad. Um, what are you gonna take away from that that you can sort of see where I, I, I pushed myself in a new way this way or as a designer, this really challenged me. I'm gonna remember that. Well, every time we do something new, like again, it's just like the shapes and the forms that came out of it, you know, in terms of using unconventional materials. Uh, that what I, I, I sort of, I'm a firm believer that people should evolve as opposed to evolutionary as opposed to revolutionary. Um, I'm that type of person. I like to sort of grow stages. Um, I'm not one to say, okay, this next season is all about hot pants and, you know, yeah. Bubblicious. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't think I'm going to go there. Um, but in terms of, it's a learning process. And every time you explore yourself or in from the creative side where you're challenged a bit, it's a growth period. Even if something didn't work out exactly, I have a lot of test samples that didn't make it because it's sort of like, hmm, that's not, it's, it's part of the learning curve. We're going to open it up to questions in just a second, but before we do, I want to say thank you so much for being here, David, and I thank you everyone for coming. Um, if you're interested in following along with David, um, he's at David Dixon, and we've got all the social stuff up here, and please be sure to check out bubblefashion.ca, uh, booble, 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 like a booble. Um, and you can follow along the podcast at, at Fashion Talks. Uh, at Fashion Talks Pod on iTunes and Spotify, but I'm going to do my uh, my Oprah or my Tyra Banks and uh, my Ellen. Does anyone have any questions for for David about the partnership or working with Bubble Wrap? <laughs> oh, I see a question. Oh, the noisy brother. I heard that your really loud brother is also very attractive. Very, very attractive. Is that true? Um, which one? <laughs> sewing process because wouldn't it be much harder to sew or when you put it on does it roll uh, uh yeah so the, the sewing process well we tested it a bunch of times we my my sample maker who's been with me forever it's like guess what we're sewing um and uh so we tried a bunch of different techniques um i didn't want to glue the garments because someone has su yeah. suggested to glue like crazy glue and i thought mm, that doesn't sound very couture like um but so we actually just played with tension of machines yeah. and, and we yeah. used binding and things like that. So that it gave it a little bit more strength and sturdiness. So I, I love it. It so looks beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, it, it was stunning to me how much like a textile the bubble wrap seemed to behave. Like you could pleat it and it took shape and it flowed. It was really beautiful in motion. Yeah, no, it, it surprised me. Like it took a life of its own. Um, but at the same time, we were able to control it as well. 
And so through that process of like testing sewing and gluing and gluing, I wasn't happy with taping and all that stuff. And I thought, no, this, these, I have to address it like clothing. Or, and so the whole pieces of like binding and top stitching and all these kind of things, it's still delicate. It, yeah, it's still a little bit delicate, but, um, but it's, it's uh, yeah. Yeah, we, we ex when we did it, um, experiment with more fitted pieces, we would um, applique it. So, yeah. Yeah. Hi, so I know that you've worked with a few charities in the past, like the White Cashmere Collection, Support of the Breast Cancer Foundation. Yeah. Why do you think it's so important for designers like yourself um, to help out uh, charities like that in Canada? Uh, because we can, I think, is essentially. Um, you know, we have a platform as designers not only to challenge ourselves, um, but we people are interested generally in fashion. And I think in terms of, for us, it also gives us an opportunity to, to work with people and work with campaigns that are really important to us. And so I know many of my counterparts, like my contemporaries, we love getting that call, you know, and saying, oh, whether it's bath uh, bathroom tissue, <laughs> whether it's cashmere, um, and working with, it, unconventional because it, it just creates stories and it creates it gets on the news and people talk about it and as opposed to a commercial on television where people are not really as engaged or flipping or they're on Netflix and not getting any messaging at all um, so for us it's a, it's a treat like to, to do it so Everyone, thank you so much for being here today. Um, if you're listening, you can check out these images we're talking about today at fashiontalks.ca. I encourage everyone to come into Yorkville Village so you can see the collections live and in person. They're just gorgeous. Thank you so much for being here. You can follow along with Katha as well, our producing partner. A huge thank you to them. Thank you to Toronto Fashion Week. And until next time, I'm Donna Bishop, and this is Fashion Talks. See you next time.